Welcome to Speaker Toolbox. We are live right now, and here we are again. Share the stage. I have Sacconi Prince at SacconiPrince.com with us today. And I'm so grateful to, to be able to have this gentleman with us today. He's got a powerful story. He's doing some amazing things on the within the speaker industry as an author and a coach. So he's going to be sharing with us some amazing things. And, and I wanted to, to interview him live today and on Share the Stage. I'm your host, Shante Earl. As you may already know, um, we're doing a lot of great things here in the city, here in California, as well as across the whole entire continent uh, and globally. So, Sakoni, how you doing today, my brother? And I am doing amazing. Thank you again for this opportunity. Man, you're welcome. You're welcome. I've been I've been hoping to get you in front of a camera. I've been watching you on, on Speaker Toolbox from some time now. And I've been looking at your content. And it seems like you got that dialed in, man. I know for a fact I can learn something from you today. Tell me, tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself, Sakoni, and 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 why should we care? Well, first of all, uh, like my name is Sacconi Prince of SacconiPrince.com, where we make motivation personal by introducing you to yourself. And a lot of people think that I actually got with a huge marketing firm and we sat down and we came up with that slogan, but that wasn't the case. The reality is that I, I, I went through in fact, what I share with people every day because I had to understand, see, motivational is internal. Okay, inspiration is external. You can inspire somebody to do something, but motivation has to come from the inside. So when I say that we make motivation personal by introducing you to yourself, my job at SaconaPrince.com is to help you understand what it is you have and what it is you can bring to the table. Because I honestly believe that people, they don't, they really don't know what they have. And because they don't know what they have, they don't see the value in it. I remember Dr. Miles Monroe said that the fruit isn't for the tree. And if you don't realize that what you have is for somebody else, you won't see the value in it. I tell people all the time, somebody is hungry for what you have. Don't leave them starving. We need to show up. We need to show up and not only show up, but show up because there's nobody that can do what you do the way you do it, even at the same time you can, because you are unique. See, there are some people when I show up, they tune me out. They don't even listen to me. But when you show up with your gifts, your abilities, and your talents, they are happy. They are excited. You become their hero. You are the aspirin of somebody's headache. And so my job is to make sure that you understand what it is you have and why it's so important for you to bring that out into the world, into the marketplace, into the church, wherever it is you are called to serve, you have a responsibility to show up and show out. And I tell you, you definitely have done that. I know that you've been in this industry as a speaker for many years. What what made you decide to to break 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 free and become a uh, an inspirational speaker? Well, it's funny because at times God takes you through a process, and then you actually get a chance to turn around and write about it. Okay. My my very first book was entitled "Are You Climbing the Wrong Mountain." about finding your true purpose. And 
I actually went through that experience myself because back in 2012, I was at the Power Networking Conference in Dallas, Texas. And I got a phone call and it was from the organizer of the conference. And it said, your company has been selected to be a part of the Quick Pitch Business Olympics. We'll see you tomorrow morning in the Crystal Ballroom at nine o'clock. I hung my cell phone up and I'm like, okay, what's this, what's this Quick Pitch Business Olympics? I need to find out what it is I've been drafted into. And I, I pull up the program, I flip through it, I find it and it says, okay, I have three minutes to pitch my business to a listening audience and a select panel of judges. So I immediately started going over my elevator speech. Now at the time, what I was doing, I had a company and we did 3D animation. My company was entitled, or it was named 3D Solution Providers. We did 3D animation and illustration. And our slogan was helping small business look big. So I started to rehearse my elevator speech. I started to rehearse because I had to get it down packed because I wanted to stay under that three minute time mark. I immediately started rehearsing that. I immediately started going over and over again. And at the oldest time, I uh, at the time I had my oldest son with me at the conference. And I know he thought I must have lost my mind because he heard me in the bathroom. I mean, I was in there getting ready, taking a bath, but I was saying it over and over again, re rehearsing my speech. The next morning I got up, got up early, went to the crystal ballroom, looked at the ballroom, saw the logistics and everything. And I noticed they had this huge projector and a screen. And there was a guy in the back running it. I walked up to the guy and said, hey, uh, can you play an impact file? And he said, sure. I said, okay, look, I actually have it on my phone. So he, he copied it off my phone, put it on his system, pulled it up, make sure that it played and the sound was still working. I said, all right, cool. I said, when they call me, I'm going to get up and speak for about a minute and a half, and then I want you to play the video. He said, okay, no problem. I wasn't the first contestant, and I'm so glad because I was so nervous. I wound up being number eight. I got up there and I started talking and I started sharing what we did. And while I was on stage, I had an epiphany. And that epiphany was that my words could be used for more than selling a product or service. My words could be used to help uplift and change people's lives. So in that moment, while I was on stage, I realized I was on the wrong mountain. Now, I tell people that there are three things you can learn from being on the wrong mountain. The first thing you can learn is, okay, this is not it. This is not where I'm supposed to be. I can scratch this off my list. This is not my mountain. But even being on the wrong mountain, you can see the right one. And that's what happened. I was there on stage and I was talking, I was sharing, but I realized I'm not supposed to be selling people on, on, on a product service that I have. My job is to sell them on themselves. And so even being on the wrong mountain, you can see the right one. That's the second thing. The first thing, just the wrong one, scratch it off the list. The second thing is, even being on the wrong mountain, I can see the right one. I saw the right mountain. But then the third thing is, people think, okay, well, I've spent so much time doing this. I've wasted time. No, you haven't wasted time. You've gained experience. Because even climbing the wrong mountain, you know how to climb. So once I identify where I'm supposed to be, okay, it didn't... It wasn't a problem because I had mountain climbing experience. I moved to the new mountain. And so that's how I actually got into the motivational speaking, inspirational speaking realm because I realized I had a gift to encourage people. I had a gift to motivate people. I had, I had a gift to introduce them to themselves by helping them understand what it is they have and how important it is for them to bring that into the marketplace. So that's really how I got into where I am right now. My goodness, my goodness. That's a powerful, powerful, powerful story. So so the takeaway from that is you found yourself climbing up the wrong mountain, 
but at the top of the wrong mountain, you could see where the, the right, right mountain is at. Come yes. on now. Yes. Come on yes. now. How many times yes. in life do we find ourselves climbing up the wrong mountain? <laughs> Too many. Too, Too many. many. Too many. Well, by doing that, I mean, I understand that I've climbed up many mountains and I looked at, and I was like, man, I'm tired of climbing these mountains, man. My knees hurt. I'm tired. I thought I thought I I thought I was done. And then all of a sudden, you know, life comes and knock you up top of your head and you realize, nah, you ain't done yet, my man. There's still some more lessons that you must learn. So right, right. how important is it to tell the people how important is it while you're climbing to stay um, persistent or, or to make sure you, you use what we like to say part of the four P's, patience. Why is patience so important when you're climbing? Well, it is important because you're going to need it for you to get to where you want to be. And here's what I mean. If it comes fast, it won't last. Come on, say it again. If it comes fast, it won't last. You won't value it. But if you have to put in some work to get there, you're going to also do the work to stay there. Come okay. On. Dr. Miles Monroe, and really, his, this quote was the inspiration for the book. The quote was, the greatest failure in life is to succeed at the wrong assignment. I'm going to say that again for those that are taking notes. The greatest failure in life is to succeed at the wrong assignment. And when I first heard that quote, the first thing that came to my mind was a picture of somebody standing on top of my mind saying, I did it. But at the bottom of the picture, the captain said, but you're on the wrong mountain. <laughs> now, we oftentimes hear people talk about climbing the corporate ladder. And if you get to the top of the corporate ladder and, and find out that it's wrong, all you have to do is just move the ladder to the next building. Yeah, that's good. But can you imagine the time, energy, and effort you put into climbing a mountain only to realize this is the wrong one? When we consider the patience that's needed for us to get to our intended goal, we have to know why we start. We have to know what it is that keeps us consistent and see how much time we got. How much time we got? <laughs> because, <laughs> because I, I had this opportunity a couple of months ago to talk about consistency, but I told these guys, I was on the National Men's Prayer Call. I said, listen, consistency is the, is the second leg of a four-leg race. They looked at me like, man, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Our theme this month is consistency. I said, I, said, I said, but listen, hear me out. I said, you can't be consistent without first being committed. Mm. The first leg of the race is commitment. You have to be committed because your commitment is what fuels your consistency. Come on now. Because if you're not committed, you won't be consistent. And you can't be consistent without being committed. So you have to have a why. You have to have a reason that you're doing this. Because not if, but when times get hard, you're going to have to go back to that commitment. I made a commitment to show up for these people. I made a commitment to help people to see themselves in a better light. I made a commitment to help encourage everybody that I meet. That's my commitment. That commitment is what fuels my consistency. But now I said that consistency was the second leg of a four-leg race. The first leg is commitment. The second leg is consistency. But after consistency 
If you're consistent over time, you're going to have success. You're going to have success. You can't help but be successful if you're consistent, because the more consistent you are, the better you get. And you would, and you would actually be able to make a difference in the lives of the people you've been called to serve. You will see success. It's just a matter of time. But now we talk about commitment, consistency, and success. But what is the fourth leg of the race? Legacy. What is it? Legacy. Wow. You leave a legacy. See, you can't leave a legacy without being successful. You can't be successful without consistency, and you can't have consistency without commitment. Think of Michael Jackson. He was committed to music. That commitment showed up in his consistency of working on his craft. That consistency allowed him to be successful in the music industry. And that success became legendary over time. A lot of us, we want to have a legacy, but what are you committed to? We see the end product, but we don't see that commit. That's what people don't see. You have to be committed. And that's where the patience come in, because without that patience, man, you, you give up, you'll quit, you'll throw in a towel, you'll walk away. But if your commitment is there, I don't care how many times you fail, how many times you fall short, you will continue to get up because of your commitment receives your consistency. And while you're being consistent, you're learning stuff along the way. You're learning what not to do, but you also learn how to do things better. And that's going to lead to your success. But if you have success over any period of time, you're going to become known for it. That's going to be your legacy. You're going to become legendary in that arena. So my goal is to help people understand you can, you can be legendary, but if you want to be legendary, show me what you're committed at. Show me where your commitment lies, because if you show me where that lies, I can show you what your legacy is going to be. But if you don't know what it is, that's where I can help. My goodness, my brother. You, you are really bringing it this evening there's so many people who need to hear what it is that you're talking about and those of you who are joining us right now live or maybe even watching this on a replay i want you to put in hashtag commitment because commitment yes. is part of being persistent and then what you say you said the commitment comes first then the consistency, consistency comes next which will help build the legacy success Success. success. Come on now. And then from success, over time, that's where you become legendary. That's where your legacy comes in. My goodness, my goodness. And you know what? Right now, folks, many of you might be thinking about quitting, especially with everything that's going on right now in the world. I mean, with all the drama within the news, with all the craziness that people are throwing at us, my God, it would make a person want to just quit. But we're here to tell you today, don't you do it. Don't you do it. You might be like right there for your breakthrough. Yep. So stay consistent. Now, let me tell you certain, sir, uh, Sagoni. You said patience is part of part of the 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 the, the 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 part that you need in order to make it with the commitment. Having that patience. What about passion? Because without being passionate about what you're dealing with, how important is it for a person to to have to find their passion? Because a lot of people just don't know what they're passionate about, and therefore their commitment it it, it it tends to weigh down because they're getting involved with something that they're not really passionate about. Well, I actually I had an opportunity to 
give a two-day presentation on a national radio show. My first day, I talked about waking up in your purpose. The second day, I talked about walking in your passion. Now, your purpose is what it is you've been placed here to do. It's the thing that you do. When you show up to do it, people are glad. They are happy. They are excited because they know that it is something that's near and dear to your heart. And see, if no one benefits from your passion, it's self-serving. But if someone can latch hold to what it is you do, if someone can really just, just get just get the most out of what it is you offer. If you can inspire somebody just by, I don't care if it's frying chicken, I don't care if it's cutting grass, I don't care if it's painting, I don't care if it's architecture or electronics running the sound system, I don't care what it is. But if they know that you're showing up and you're working, they don't even have to worry about it. They don't even have to think twice because they know you are going to show up and you're going to actually be a blessing to them. So understanding that your passion it's not just something that you love to do, but it benefits other people. Mm. I'm going to say that again. It's not just your passion is only something that you love to do, but there's a benefit to humanity. So once you find out what that is, and a lot of us, I will admit, we go through life and we, if we don't start a journey of self-development and personal development, we'll never really know. But if you have somebody that truly means means your best, that you don't see you succeed, you can ask them, what is it that you think I'm passionate in? What is it that you think I'm passionate at? What is it that you think that I do better than anybody else you know? Or what is it that you, that I do that you think I'm, I'm so committed to? And even in those conversations, you're looking for confirmation because you already know in your heart and in your mind what it is you love to do. But the question is, is it benefiting humanity? Are other people being able to be blessed by what it is you do? Well, once you've identified that, like I tell people all the time, until you know who you are, anything can stop. Wow. But once you know who you are, nothing can. Wow. My job, my job is help people understand who they are because it's in their understanding that that passion that that purpose and that that power shows up. Then after that, I just got to step back and watch them go because there's nothing going to be able to stop them. But until you get to that point where people think about you, what you think about yourself, I mean, there's so many factors, so many stories you tell yourself that hold us back. But when you know who you are, you won't even let yourself stop you. How many people watching right now would think that I had a stuttering problem as a child? I did. I had a hard time talking. I had a hard time speaking and getting out, but I didn't let that stop me. And I know a lot of us, a lot of people watching right now, you have things that are that you consider to be a handicap, things that didn't go right as a, as a child, things that didn't go right in your business, in your relationships. There's so many things that can hinder you. But when you really know what you've been called to do, when you really know your purpose, when you really know that somebody is waiting for you to show up, You'll get past every excuse. You will keep fighting. You'll keep going. Once you once you make that commitment, again, that's that's where your consistency kicks in. Mm. And so, so many people have yet to come to that come to that realization. And that's my job.
my passion is to help people to understand their own greatness. Come on. And then see the responsibility that comes with that. Because it's not just, oh, I'm great, I'm good. Why? Why are you great? Why are you good at that? It's not just for you. Somebody's waiting for you to show up. <laughs> let's go. I mean, let's go. Don't just sit there and talk about how great you are. You're great for a reason. You don't put gas in a lawnmower just to put it in there. You you put gas in a lawnmower to go to work. And God has gifted each of us for a purpose. But once you understand that, now nah, let's go. I don't care who talk about you. I don't care if you don't have the money. I mean, so many times, I start off doing my videos on my cell phone in my car. But yet, I knew I had a commitment to help people to understand who they are. You have no excuses. No excuses. There's nothing stopping you from achieving your goals and your dreams. So my thing is, Trying to let people understand, once you lay hold to that, once you tap into that, again, nothing can stop you. Man, you know what? You know what? That that right there is is so real. That is so real. And I'm so glad you said that because passion is so important to, to find. And so many people are still searching, but they'll find it. Ask somebody yeah. that's close to them yeah. what, what they feel that they're good at. And then they may be able to help you identify the thing that you're passionate about. I hope yes. you guys are taking notes today because right now, Cloney Prince is dropping some nuggets. And these nuggets are not free. They're very, very, <laughs> very expensive. He told me before this call, the easiest way to learn how to pronounce his name is to write him a check. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's, that's the it, easiest right? way to remember my name. <laughs> Write it on a check. Write it on a so check. So that's a beautiful thing. So you got to make sure, folks, that you're taking notes, okay? Make sure you're taking notes. And then as 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 we, so far, we've identified several things. You've given us so much, I'm telling you. I'm writing notes. Commitment, consistency, success, legacy, climbing up mountains, having passion, having purpose. I mean, you you are dropping some 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 nuggets and I believe that people are being blessed this day on this positive message. How important is it to maintain a positive attitude and outlook in life when you're trying to climb your mountain? As you continue to get these boulders just being rolled down from the top of the mountain and you jumping over the boulders trying to figure it out. One hit you and all of a sudden you get up and you're like, my God, that was a big one. But I got a big knot, but I'm still moving, right? That's yeah. that positive mindset that keeps you going. And you mentioned something just a few minutes ago about personal development. Yeah. yeah. How important is it for a man or a woman to work on themselves, especially, especially now? To me, there is no higher calling or no greater, no greater project, I'll say, that, that you can undertake than developing yourself. See, personal development and leadership development, for me, are two sides of the same coin. Yes. Because you can't lead others until you learn how to lead yourself. Once you learn how to lead yourself, the next logical step is for you to help lead others. So you have to start with yourself. You have to start developing yourself because no matter where you go, you're there. So if you don't develop as a person, you take that same thinking, <laughs> thinking, thinking from one relationship to the next, from one diet to the next, from one job to the next, from one business to the next. 
But if you ever develop yourself as a person, you become a you become a better version of yourself. Your only true competition is who you were yesterday. The question is, are you getting better? Are you developing? Are you learning? Are you growing? Are you are you putting yourself in a position to where you can actually say, I have grown in my own development, in my own understanding of who I am? Personal development is so critical because the only way you can really help somebody else is that you're growing yourself. Mm. I can't tell my children to do something that I haven't done. I can't tell them to be responsible if I'm irresponsible. They're going to be like, well, wait a minute. You're telling me, I, and then you're doing this. So I have to keep, I have to keep developing myself. You know, I have this coach, and I keep telling people that hooking up with him is like hooking your wagon to a comet <laughs> because he, I mean, he keeps going. And see, any coach that stops learning, any coach that stops growing, you can't be mad when your students pass you. Mm. You can't be upset in the people that you've trained and mentored and helped get to a certain place, you can't be upset. In fact, when they leave you in the dust, if you stop growing. And so personal development, developing yourself personally, it helps put you in a position where you continue, where you can continue to teach others. Yes. So I know for a fact that as I've developed myself personally, I saw the need, I started looking around and said, there are a whole lot of other people that aren't doing this. They aren't developing themselves. So I had to step out of just leading Zaccone to say, hey, look, let me show you how, how I did this for myself. So I had to start leading others. And that that's that's the responsibility. I could have stopped with just developing myself and you know doing my own little thing, having my own little fat career. But I realized it was bigger than just me getting to the top of my mountain. No, no, no. I have to help other people get to the top of theirs. And I, and I do that by helping them understand their need for their own personal development. And that puts them in a better position to where they can then teach and inspire other people. Well, you know what, Sakoni, you, you're absolutely right. And positivity is so important. And that helps you maintain that, that positive attitude by doing that work that yeah. many of us have to do on ourselves. You know, yeah. I can tell that you've put a lot of work in just based on how you speak and and the way that you communicate. I can see and I can hear it based on on on, on the words that are coming out of your mouth. And right, right. you had mentioned the importance of coaching and having a coach and and having someone that can hold you accountable and to to teach you certain tools and tricks on how to become a much better communicator. This is one reason why we've created Speaker Toolbox, so that we can actually bring some tools and some techniques and share some ideas with those who are just getting started in the speaking industry, or even those who may have had have have started, but yet they still need some coaching as they're continuing to to, to develop themselves as an inspirational or motivational or or a transformation transformational speaker. Um, right. How, how many, how, 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 right now you say you, you working with a coach, how right. important is it to have a coach and, and why, why, why did you decide to, to, to bring someone on to, to coach you? Well, I had actually done 
two commencement speeches. I'd done several different speaking engagements. And I knew for a fact, I knew for, I was honest enough with myself to realize I've come to the end of my knowledge. Mm. I needed somebody to tell me what was missing. It's almost like being a cook. You know how you, you have something and it's like, it's good, but there's something missing. So you go to somebody who, who knows more than you do, who's more experienced than you are in a certain area, and you ask them, what's missing? And like Les Brown said, you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. And so there are people that, that can identify things. I have family members that are chefs. When they go to restaurants, we may go and just eat and we enjoying the food. They sit there and they analyze it. rosemary, garlic, paprika. I mean, they are going through the list just from them tasting the food. Right. And but see, they do that because of their expertise. So having a coach, having somebody that knows what to look for. And I will say this. You have to be coachable. Come on. I got to say that again because so many people miss that. You have to be coachable, meaning that if you're going to have somebody help you, let them help you. Don't fight them. <laughs> I mean, don't fight them because if you hire them and if you're paying them, their job is to get you to a better place. They're not going to be your friend, to be your yes man, or your cheerleader. I mean, yes, they can do all of that, but their main job is to coach you. And coaching is not easy. It's like parenting. I told my children one time, I said, listen, you, you have enough friends, okay? You don't need another friend. You need a father. My job is to hold you accountable, to give you what it is you need, because my goal is to make sure that when you leave the house, you can stay gone. <laughs> Okay. I said, listen, I said, I don't still live with my parents and y'all are going to live with me. Right. I told my kids, I told my kids, I said, listen, I'm not raising children. I'm raising adults. And they looked at me like, wait a minute, but we're not adults. I said, okay. I said, okay, listen. I said, you wait, you get to school to put your school clothes on. I said, no. I said, you wait, you get to church to put your church clothes on. I said, no, sir. I said, you wait till you get in the pool to put your swimsuit on. They said, no, sir. I said, that's right. I said, because you always get dressed somewhere else. You always get ready somewhere else. You don't, I said, well, you don't wait till you become an adult to learn how to be one. I said, now is the time and this is the place that you learn the skills you need to be an adult. And a coach does that for their clients. If you want to be a $100,000, $200,000 coach, or if you want to have those kind of clients, your coach is going to, it's going to demand stuff of you it's going to help you step your game up. And like Les Brown said, those who pay, pay attention. So if you're paying somebody to coach you, you should be, you should be the best student because it's really, it's an investment in you. You're paying them, but you're investing in yourself. Come on. So having a coach is so important because they help you see things you can't see. And so seeing the value in that, Put, put it in the money, put in your money. It's, it's sad when, when, when companies are willing to invest more in you than you invest in yourself. Somebody asked me one time, said, Sakona, if you had a, a, a word to give your younger self, what would it be? I would tell my younger self, you need to start sooner. Start investing in yourself sooner. Don't just let somebody else send you the training. You pay for your own training, buy your own ticket. Get your own hotel, go to the training, pay for it yourself because that investment 
It's paying dividends. It's an investment, but it pays dividends. And see, my thing is this, I'm doing something with it. I didn't just go to the training and just forget it. I went to get something to apply to my life, to apply to my business, to apply to my coaching so that I can become a better coach. And so that's what I would encourage you to do. Get a coach that knows more than you, invest in yourself by paying them, and then be coachable. Whatever they share with you, it's like a recipe. Right. Follow the recipe. And if it don't work out, see what happened and try it again. But you have to, you at least have to follow the recipe. You can't put half the ingredients in there and be like, it didn't work. Well, you didn't put all the stuff in there. Or you took it out too soon. Or you didn't have enough patience. You didn't mix it well. You just dumped it in a bowl, stir it one time and put it in a pan. No wonder it looked a mess. You got to follow the instructions. But that's what having the coach would do for you. Well, I hope you guys got that. I hope you got that because it's so important. Um, I've hired coaches. I still have a speaker coach, and and so do you. So we both know yeah. the value of coaching. And the beauty yes. of that is is that we're able to then take what it is that we have learned and transfer it and model it and give it to the next person. So yes. for those of you who are looking for someone to come and assist you in, in, in Sacconi Prince, he is the man that can actually assist you in that process. I can also help assist. And we also have speaker toolbox that's going to give you some free tools to help you increase your knowledge when it comes to being a successful speaker. Um, one of the other keys that you brought up, um, Sacconi, is the importance of practice. You didn't yes. say it, but it's so important <laughs> because you did say once you get the tools and you got everything, well, actually, you gave a great scenario with your children. You know, you didn't just you didn't just show up to 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 go swim without putting on your trunks. You didn't just show up to do X, Y, and Z, or or so and so. So, how important is it to 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 practice as a speaker? What what that's for me? It's everything. Practice makes improvement. Man, I tell you that that our coach. He told us about just doing a video a week, just doing a three to five minute video a week. And don't just record it and have it stashed somewhere. Put it out there. Come on. Allow people to see it. Allow people to critique it. I mean, if you can't handle being being criticized for something that you do online, how can you handle an in-person thing? And so I have a little funny story because I, I had um I was actually a I think of my coach probably about three or four months, you know, and he told us about doing the videos and putting them out there, you know, for people to see and stuff. And I started doing a couple of, again, I started off, I was in my car with my cell phone, had a rubber band to my visor, sitting there shooting videos. And I hadn't done one in a while. I think about maybe two or three weeks. And so we get on this, you know, this, this coaching call back when, uh, I think we were using a free conference call back then. And of course, you had to announce yourself you know, before you came on. And I mean, there were people from all over the country, people from Canada, Florida, I mean, Detroit, California, Atlanta, I mean, people from all over the place. And so we're actually on this call. And the first thing my coach says is, Sakoni, uh, I haven't seen your video. Have you done it? I said, no, I haven't really done my video this week. He said, okay, so when are you going to do it and when are you going to put them out? I, and when, because it was Wednesday, I said, uh, Wednesday. 
thinking that, okay, we know maybe I'll get a chance to, you know, like I'll have a week, you know, so I could do one. He said, okay, good. Today's Wednesday, get off the call and do your video. And I'm like, no, he didn't. Just put me on blast on this conference call with everybody. Hung up the phone. I was like, okay, all right, okay. I see how this is going to go. I grab my cell phone. I run out to the I run out to the truck, I put my rubber band on my vibes, I put the cell phone up there. I'm in a closed environment, so the sound is good, the camera's right there, the audio is good. You know, I have all this ambient light, you know, because of all of the windows. And so just for spite, I used one of his stories in my video. <laughs> but I said that and I it took me about maybe 10 minutes, you know, to get it right. But it was like a five-minute video. I went and I did it. And I, I finished, I was like, you know what? I still have time to get back on the conference call. But if I get on there and it's not uploaded, he may call me on that. So I said, no, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it and I'll upload it. So I went, I made sure that I upload, I put it up on Facebook, I tagged him in it. Then by the time I got back on the call, it was like 40 minutes after the hour, we had 20 minutes left. And of course, like I said, free, free conference call, you gotta announce yourself. So when I get back on the call, he said, oh, it's the call on your back. So did you do your video? I said, yeah, I did my video and I uploaded. He said, oh, he said, I just want to make sure that you did it and you got it done. Ever since that day, I have hardly missed a Wednesday doing a video. I have over 400 videos on my YouTube channel, weekly videos. And see, that commitment, in that moment, I made that commitment to do that. But that practice every week, Committing to doing it every week has allowed me to get better at my craft. It has allowed me to become a more confident speaker. I can't tell you how many times I've been up on stage and I've had to go back and pull one of the videos I did. Les Brown said that he was at a place and he wasn't a keynote. There were two people after him. But he was up on stage and he was speaking and he was talking Somebody, somebody discreetly walked through to the stage and handed him a note. Les was over there, he was still talking to him. He went, he grabbed the note, he opened the note and the note said, the two following speakers were on the same plane and they've been delayed. Can you speak for an additional two hours? Let's fold the note up, put it in his pocket, looked at the guy, nodded his head. He talked for an additional two hours. Now he also got that check too, by the way. Come on. But my point is this, had he not been practicing what it is he was doing, when that opportunity presented himself, he would have been out of gas. If someone offered me $10,000, if someone offered me $5,000 to speak two hours, I can do that as well. My point is this, the practice that I put in has given me the confidence that I need in order to be able to deliver what it is I've been called to give. So doing those weekly videos, having that amount of practice has given me the confidence. It's, it's, it's helped me to hone my craft and to perfect it. And again, you have to be committed because without that commitment, you're not gonna be consistent. But if you go back, I mean, and I learned this about myself. There are a lot of things you can say about me, but one thing you can't say is that I'm not consistent. But that consistency come out, comes out of my commitment. And so if you're going to be good at whatever it is you do, you got to be committed 
And that commitment is going to show by your consistency, which is the practicing, it's the doing over and over and over again, even when it doesn't feel like anybody's watching. I'm going to say this and I'm going to hush <laughs> because obviously I can talk a lot. I had an opportunity at the beginning of this month to actually speak at this eatery. And it wasn't anything formal. People didn't pay to come in and, you know, actually see me, but I was asked to speak on personal development. So I showed up there and there was a, a sparse crowd. I had like one person that was kind of looking at me, they were paying attention. And I was talking to the one person and then they got a phone call. They got up and walked out. So I had to look and find somebody else that was paying attention to me. My point is that it started off rough and I, I never would have finished it had I not had the practice of being able to talk even when nobody was in the room. Because if you go to my YouTube channel, those weekly videos are shot here in my studio every week. And so even though I was in a live venue, I had to rely on my practice of speaking when nobody's there, just looking into a camera. But I'm imagining like the person that I'm talking to. I'm imagining like the person that I'm pouring into. And so even with, even with the crowd that wasn't always focused, my practice kicked in and I was still able to deliver. And for the people that tuned in, they really started to listen. They got what I was given, but I wouldn't have never continued had I not done my own work, my own practicing, even when nobody was around. I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna be done. Our coach said, make the practice harder than the game. You gotta make the practice harder than the game. Because if the practice is hard in the game, the game's going to be a cinch. So mm. there are things that need to happen in the practice that are never happen in the game. But if you're ready for those, if they happen in the game, you're already ready for them because you know what your capabilities are. So, yeah, practice is definitely important. Sacconi, Sacconi, you have been such a, a, a dynamite guest today, my brother. You have brought so much value and we really appreciate you for those of you who are watching make sure you go to his website how can people reach you Sacconi? they can go to sacconiprince.com that's c-i-c-o-n-e-p-r-i-n-c-e.com and you can also search me on all social medias i'm on linkedin facebook youtube instagram twitter how do you got into snapchat but i'm on all social media just search Sacconi prince and I would love to connect with you. I would love to see how I can help you again, find out what it is that you're supposed to be doing and give you a game plan and a roadmap to get there. Well, I really appreciate you. I'm sure the speaker toolbox community appreciate you. You've been putting so much consistent videos out on speaker toolbox that you fired me up again, brother. You made me say, nah, nah, nah. He ain't gonna outdo me. Uh-uh. <laughs> Uh-uh. Okay, okay. I, I will not have that happen today. <laughs> We're great. So, hey, I'm glad. So, hey, so so speaker toolbox, y'all about to get some. We about to have some. We 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 go. We ain't all about competition, but we are all about colla co collaboration, and we yes, gonna collaborate sir. with as many speakers and many individuals like yourself who are positive, who are bringing such a great message to the world. And we appreciate all the hard work that you've been doing. And, and I want to let you know that your work, it is not falling on deaf ears. You inspired me today. I've got, I've taken so many good notes and I'm sure 
the audience has been inspired as well. Make sure you guys uh, visit him again at his website. Follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever his social network is. And make sure you guys like and share Speaker Toolbox. Visit us at facebook.com forward slash speaker toolbox. Join our new page. This page is actually open to the public. We have a private Facebook group as well. Um, if you want to be part of that, make sure you, you, you send us an invite and we'll make sure we plug you in so you can get access to some of our behind the scenes stuff. Thanks again, Sakoni. Be blessed, my brother. And I hope to, uh, to have an opportunity to, to interview you again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We definitely, we got some other things that we need to work on together. So I'm excited, man. I'm really excited. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Take care. And we'll be talking real soon. All right. We're out. Later. Bye now.